enormous build-up, yes. Somebody got a nice synth wavy Better Call Saul mix going. Pretty badass if you ask me. So welcome. It's 6.55 p.m. on the East Coast. That only means something to you if you're watching live. I've designed the show for many years now, almost 17 years, to be live experience. But that does not take away from the on-demand nature of our culture and of the, the state of the world right now. So whereas this is how I prefer to record it, Everybody is an equal member of this audience. But if you're listening to me on demand, the time does not mean a damn thing to you. I would just like to say tonight's show, even though it's going to be a short one, will be a great one because I just know it. I've got a good friend coming back on the show who hasn't been on here for maybe about, I don't know. It feels like a couple of years, but time is so fuzzy. It could be shorter. I just don't know. But he's just kind of been off doing his thing. He's very entrepreneurial, so he's kept busy. He's very successful as well. But yeah, but I've always had great nostalgic conversations, deep conversations about the future of mankind and what we're all witnessing together. And, of course, he's an American patriot. He believes in, in acting from the ground up. He's a, a sheriff, hopeful. He has run for his county sheriff uh, position at least once before, and I know he's planning on doing it again in the winter. 2023 where he lives in uh, Virginia but he he's a transplant from New York so he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of hometown flavor for me but also he's uh, now off into the world and knows the way that the sausage is made in multiple states that is William Stoll Will Stoll of the Fincastle Underground and I I tagged him in the YouTube description, but you guys can find it. Fincastle Underground. Anyway, he's on with us tonight. We're just going to be talking about our, you know, the the way that we are pushed and pulled into one direction or another. In many ways, it's going to be a nice uh, expansion, a nice expansion on the talk that me and Norbin Laden had on Monday about trying to strike that balance between the pursuit of truth and how to maintain how to maintain a very happy, healthy, fulfilled life because you can be sucked in and brought through the mental paper shredder and spat out the other end. You don't want that to happen to you, do you? You don't want to go through the paper shredder, do you? Well, then tonight's your show. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Tomorrow we're not going to be on air because I have a gig. With the band, we'll have a little bit of fun. It's mostly a covers. Uh, we're going to be playing covers and a little bit of our originals. Because this was slapped together so quickly and because we're opening up for another band, I had no time to organize what could possibly be a live rig so everybody at home can watch us play. But that's still on the agenda. Now that we're, we've gotten back together and we have worked out as a band post-Anthony's ear surgery and he's feeling good and everybody else is feeling good, I, I'm going to bring it up after this. Hey. Can we put together some kind of an idea for maybe a Thanksgiving show at Garcia's? 
we can promote it so maybe people come in from the tri-state area physically but also get it out to thousands and thousands of people through a live stream that would not only be my network but of course my brother's network which is a mainly music consumer audience and you know of millions so that would be great live audience and in the secondary i'm sure that would get good plays so We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Friday when I come back on, we'll have Ping Trip on the show with us. I already have a couple of great topics. Saturday night we're doing a show, so that'll make up for what we lost on Thursday. Saturday night is going to be great. I have new faces coming in here. I have fresh new hookah shisha that we're going to be packing and puffing on. We have a great call with human vibration for a little while. And then I have some funny, I have some really funny stuff. Some of it is crude funny. So, you know, it's the Saturday night crew. You guys are coming around because you want you want to get down and dirty. That's what we do on Saturday nights. I really let my hair down on Saturday. You don't even know unless you've been there. All right, all right, all right. What I would say for my plugs tonight, go to quite frankly .tv. Go to the affiliates page, which is very important for this show. And it's, uh, and it's friends. Blue Monster Prep, Secret Nature CBD. You know them. You know them well. And you need to go patronize them. But you have Apex Water. Apex Water, which I am... I'm, I'm sneaking into places right now to... On a hope and a prayer that it does some things. Uh, KungFuChannel.com. As I said before, Rob is, is really getting adjusted to a new work schedule. He's been... I'd have to imagine pretty tired at the end of the work day. So, you know, getting off at around 5 o'clock or so, coming here at 7 at, on Thursdays. The last couple of Thursdays it just has probably been something that he'd rather just chill out with. I promise you he'll be back. But in the meantime, go to kungfuchannel.com and, uh, and, and sign up for one of his classes. Seriously. Still does Wednesdays, weekends. Go and sign up for one of his classes and, uh, and, and get caught up in the best way you can in the meantime. That is through some some good, well-rounded exercise for the body and the mind. So, kungfuchannel.com. We've got Lefty's hand-rolled cigars, Nordic coffee, which I already told you by the by by fall and holiday season. There's going to be a quite frankly brand. I cannot wait for it. I can't wait for the taste testing. Flip City Magazine, Jay Gulanello, Perpetual Health. Get in touch with Jay Gulanello if you have health questions. Yes, cacao, magical botanical chocolate, wise wolf gold and silver, quite frankly.gold. Just, well, you know what's going on. Go to quite frankly.tv affiliates and look at the selection. Those are all great options for very, very necessary recreational things and also just wise things to invest in. All right, let's get into the grab bag. Here we go. First one up is from Russia. I got this on Signs of the Times. Here you go. Here's the headline. The headline is Putin advises on tackling alcoholism in Russia. Prohibition is not the way. Well, he's learned from all our mistakes over here, starting drug wars and uh, alcohol wars and and all that stuff. He, he, He knows. Anybody who's paid attention to what the United States does when it has a problem, banning it. And creating black markets where it flourishes and gets worse. They know. But listen to this. Hard or soft prohibition is not the way to help people with drinking problems. 
kick the habit, the Russian president says. The government should promote healthy alternatives to excessive alcohol consumption rather than adopting restrictive policies. Uh, You cannot prohibit it or impose excessively high excise duties to ramp up the prices, end quote, the Russian leader said during the video meeting with a Russian governor on Wednesday, adding that ignoring the problem and saying people drink and they always will is also the wrong approach. There are simple things that can be done to deal with the issue effectively, Putin suggested, including promoting better lifestyles and offering healthier alternatives for ways for people to spend their time. Quote, I'm not saying anything novel here, but still, the promotion of healthy lifestyle is very important, but it's not enough. There needs to be a developed infrastructure for sports and physical training. And culture in the wider sense needs attention. Make the conditions for people to go places, foster their interest in culture, he added. Now, listen, I know it's one man, but that right there, that approach is the approach that a survival culture a culture that wants to survive adopts we don't have that can you imagine doubling down on infrastructure or building infrastructure to facilitate sports and physical training oh my gosh how ableist in fact let's you know what now that we learned uh, now now that we heard a a rational pro survival outlook on life and health and addiction and, and, and trying to turn things around. Let's go check in to see what Europe is doing. Here you go. This is from the Telegraph. A Scottish council accused of mansplaining menstruation after appointing a man as period dignity officer. There you go. A Scottish council has been accused of mansplaining menstruation after appointing a man as its first ever period dignity officer. So this guy's going to make sure that you have your periods with dignity. SNP-led Dundee City Council was criticized by party leader Ian Blackford, who said it would be far better if a woman or women occupied such roles, while Baroness Fox also accused the Scottish government of peak gender idiocy. Former world number one tennis player Martina Natralova hit out uh, uh, hit out at the ridiculous appointment with others describing it as institutionalized mansplaining. Now, now, wait a second, ladies. If men can literally be women, then why can't men do something rather harmless like teach women's health? What's wrong with that? You see, these idiots, they have so far overshot. They have so, they have so far overshot. I, th- this is... So that's what Europe is dealing with right now. That's what Europe is dealing with. So just to compare the two. All right. This was something fun. Uh, this was this was fun in itself. I don't care too much. I've, obviously, I'm not from Wyoming, but I hate the Cheneys. And anybody with a conscience should. Liz Cheney ponders a 2024 bid after losing in embarrassing fashion in Wyoming GOP primary. Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney was increasingly open on Wednesday about considering a 2024 presidential campaign. Like, where? In this country? After, after sadly losing a Republican primary, she, she lost by like 60 points. A Trump-backed challenger she lost to. 
Speaking to NBC in the wake of her loss, the third-term congresswoman called Trump a very grave threat and risk to our republic. I think you're talking about that uh, crypt keeper of a father of yours, you freak, with your stupid Cheney face. Hate your face because you look like a fucking Cheney. And said defeating him will require a broad, united front of Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. Yeah, you, you go do that. And that is what I intend to be a part of. You, yeah, yeah, you intend we move. Can't win a House seat in Wyoming. You can't keep a House seat in Wyoming. So, yeah, you should definitely go national with your bullshit. I would, I would love. I would love that. So, as many people were pointing out that, uh, and she, she went on to, she went on to, um, she wanted to compare herself to Abraham Lincoln, saying that he he lost Senate and House elections and then became a president that ended up, I don't mean, he, I think he caused a lot more harm than he did good. But anyway, she, uh, she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. She said, our work is far from over, evoking Abraham Lincoln, who also lost congressional elections before ascending to the presidency and preserving the union. So she's going to have a good time. And I love how a lot of people have have put it on out there that this is now the Cheneys, the Clintons, the uh, the McCains, they're all gone, and Donald Trump has had a really, really personal hand in making so much of this possible. You cannot take this away from Trump. He, he destroyed, he ended her career in Congress. You can't keep getting away with it! So that was, that's it for Liz Cheney. All right, let's move on to another faker, Stretchin' Gretchen Whitmer. Now, now, I am just going to, just to say this. There was a Tucker, a Tucker Carlson clip. We're going to watch about the first minute and 45 seconds. This goes on for almost 10 minutes, so we're not going to watch it because we have other things to do. We don't have the time. If I was going solo tonight and I had the full two hours, we'd definitely watch the whole thing. So first thing I want to do is I want to show you the beginning of Tucker Carlson breaking down how the FBI created the Gretchen Whitmer uh, kidnapping plot, which we knew from the beginning something's not right. There is no reason for Trump supporters or conservatives, especially in 2020 to go and and have kidnapping plots against people like Gretchen Whitmer, who was being rebuffed by her state Supreme Court, who all their approval ratings were so low because of the way they were abusing people during the COVID lockdowns. They were the COVID lockdowns. Uh, Prior to that, in 2019, economically, there was nothing standing in the way for conservatives or people who don't identify as as, uh, politically as Democrats. There's a lot of people who would hold their nose and throw a a Republican vote down. But um, still, still, we also, this, you know, something was weird about this. There's no motive. There's no reason, aside from the fact that people in Michigan were rightfully protesting as everybody in their own states were were protesting in one way or another, depending on how crazy their state was, the, the complete intrusion the intrusion on personal lives, on employment, on everything. The ability to leave the house without permission, whatever the hell. We didn't go as bad as Australia did, but, uh, you know, people were showing their dis- their disdain in many ways. But still, kidnapping? We said, something's up here. Bullshit. Then, of course, we got January 6th. 
And then we started realizing, it started coming out in court cases and everywhere else, that the FBI was intimately involved with the Michigan kidnapping case. And when I say intimately involved, most of the people who planned it and tried to execute it and recruit the people to go along with it from the start, from the, the conception to the execution, was the FBI. But no, January 6th was, was, a, was a clean, clean tragedy. Nothing, nothing of the sort. So listen to this, and then I'm going to go to a really great itemized breakdown based on this video that was done by Kenakoa the Great on Telegram and Truth Social. Listen here. People are supposed to be overseeing the FBI have ignored egregious examples of corruption over many years. But they're getting very hard to ignore because they're just so obvious now. And it's not just the right on Mar-a-Lago. Consider the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case. You may remember that story. It's from the fall of 2020. You may even have followed it a little bit and heard how it ended. So it seemed like a terrorism plot was in fact a setup by the government to make a group of ordinary people in Michigan look like terrifying right-wing extremists, those violent white nationalists Joe Biden is always mumbling about. Well, it turns out there aren't enough of those people in real life. They're pretty rare, actually. Yep. It's not a very racist country, despite what they tell you. So the Justice Department had to go create some, and they did. And that's not just our opinion. That was the finding of a federal jury in Michigan. So it's a shocking story, really. But the details of that story are even worse than that. They are beyond belief, and we'll tell you what they are in just a minute. But first, to set the scene, here is Gretchen Whitmer herself, governor of Michigan, announcing that she was the intended target of a terrorism plot. This is from October 8th, 2020. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce... Oh, cool. They have one of the vampires from the old Buffy television show from the 90s doing sign language in the background. That's pretty cool. State and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. If you break the law... <laughs> you know what Gretchen Whitmer comes off as? A woman who has nothing to worry about and possibly kill me. Oh, she was so brave to confront her death like this. Or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone. We will find you. Oh, yes. Well, well, she's, she's, that's really her. That's her. That's the real her coming out. Crazed, crazed, power hungry. Um, I mean, I mean, that's just, that's the real her there. Now, there she is. Um, there she is setting the stage and just letting you know how, how serious this is. And going into 2020, this all was very necessary. It was very necessary because they knew what they were going to do in November, ladies and gents. I know many of you know that already. They knew what they were going to do in uh, November. They knew what the reaction was was going to be there was at least going to be some kind of demonstration that can then go be agent provocateur to turn into something else and this would be a pre-election example of just how increasingly unhinged the right is even though this is the same year that they let loose the orcs they let loose the orcs the, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, any, anybody, uh, anybody who had any red diaper doper baby who had been brought up to hate the world, to hate their country, and feel connected to nothing but violence and agitation, they let loose everybody. 
Okay? It was earlier on in this year, in May of that year, that their underlings set fire to structures on the White House campus and injured dozens of Secret Service and burned down churches, or at least set fire to churches. Didn't come down. So th- this, is, this is just how it continues to go. And this is the stuff that will drive you crazy when you see one thing happening and then you see this, this Muppet woman from Michigan up there playing her role in obviously what is a, a, a very intricate, but as it goes on, sloppier and sloppier operation. Now, the rest of the video is eight minutes long. Uh, I have an impressive itemized breakdown here, key bits that have been learned about the Whitner, Whitmer kidnapping. Hat tip to Kenakoa the Great. Here we go. And, and Tracy read this off to me this morning, and that's when I knew I had to put it in today. It's just, it's incredible. The FBI organized, plotted, funded, controlled, and carried out a plan to kidnap Michigan's governor so they could blame the kidnapping on Trump supporters and right-wing extremists. We got that much. We kind of felt that in our gut. The FBI paid Dan Chappell, an FBI informant, more than $60,000 in seven months and told him he needed to start assembling a group of right-wing extremists for the FBI to prosecute. The FBI made a new Facebook group called Patriot 3 Percenters. Through a group, Chapel met a broke man called... Uh, through the group, Chapel, okay, the informant, met a broke man named Adam Fox. The FBI provided Chapel with several $5,000 limit credit cards, and they told him to give those to Adam Fox and to tell him to spend it on guns and ammunition. Fox refused. Chapel suggested that Fox and others fire rounds, live rounds, into the governor's mansion, but Fox and the other defendants refused. Come on, come on, do an insurrection. Come on, do an insurrection. When the group started falling apart, the FBI told their informant, Chapel to keep the group together, and they introduced an agent and another informant into the group who suggested that they kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. The defendants once again refused. But the FBI kept pushing. Their informants drove the defendant, defendants to Whitmer's home, and they suggested killing the governor of Virginia. On September 5, 2020, FBI agents Chambers texted Chapel, mission is to kill the governor specifically. The pressure uh, defendants uh, to, to pressure the defendants into kidnapping the governor, the FBI used a female informant to sleep with them and even got them high on drugs. 12 out of 18 people involved with the plot to kidnap Whitmer were working for the FBI. 12 out of 18. This is just pathetic and laughable. I mean, it's more laughable for you and I who are on the outside looking in and not on the inside of a jail cell after being entrapped by bumbling parades of clowns like this. But still, hey, hey guys, let's go shoot the building. No, no, no. No? Well, well wait. Well, just wait. Where, hey, where are you going? Where you go? We have to. Ki- we, we, okay, we'll kidnap her. Where's everybody going? No, 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 Danielle. Would you would you please have sex with these gentlemen, please? This is the FBI. <laughs> That's the FBI. <laughs> they try. Oh my gosh. That's why I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. When the Patriot Front shows up with their plastic shields and their khakis on, their matching khakis, I I I have to laugh. I have to laugh. Uh, so, so as I mentioned before, my buddy who worked at the um, at the Pentagon years ago, saying he didn't believe in conspiracies because he knows 
you know, his coworkers, the bureaucracies in general. The, the, it's just too incompetent to pull something like that together. Well, ta-da, you're right. They are incompetent. And they, they wouldn't have even attempted anything like this if they didn't have the judges, the courts, the news networks alike, 100% committed to laying down cover fire for them and their operations. Now, the biggest problem they're dealing with now isn't extremism. It's that 20 years ago, the public was far more trusting of the official stories. And now it's very hard to unsee how pointedly obvious and how they operate how savagely unethical they are and how they're allowed to operate with complete impunity. You can't unsee that. Okay, and and now now that we're paying attention and noting the patterns, it's easy to see how sloppy they are too. You can forgive a lot. It's almost like watching watching, uh, episode seven of Star Wars. You go see The Force Awakens and you're like, Okay, some things are a little bit weak. It's obviously a repackaging of a, of a new hope and, and whatever. But they're getting started, and it looks like we're going to get Luke in the next episode and whatever. I mean, Han, Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford always wanted... He wanted to get killed off after Empire Strikes Back. He didn't even want to come back for Return of the Jedi, so I can be okay with him being killed, even though they did him pretty dirty. I, 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 okay, whatever. I'm excited. Star Wars is back. Let's just see where it goes. And then, of course, The Last Jedi comes out and you go, oh, oh, okay, you actually didn't even have a plan, did you? No, okay, you didn't even have a plan. This is, this is trash. Now, now I can't forgive all the shit that I saw in Episode 7. Now, I, now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. All right, we'll be right back, ladies and gents. Don't go anywhere. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! All right. So it's 721. 721, we're making good time, but we're only going to about the top of the hour with our guests, and then I read your super chats and we get on our way. You know, eyes wide shut. It's still a very appropriate description of the way that we live from time to time. You can, you can smell a rat and you can start doing some good digging, but there's still so much to learn and not everybody knows everything. So the future, the future, the closer in the future, and now, I guess, in the the present, the closer we get to the truth, 
the more convoluted everything gets from time to time, the more murky the water gets and you have to start doing some feeling with your eyes closed, a reaction to every action, a give to every take, and a balance which must be struck between the pursuits, one thing or another that you're going for, some it's information, it's understanding, it's, it's truth, it's faith, whatever it is. And it's that balance between the pursuit and also not letting the expectations get in the way of enjoying life. Because as we know, those expectations of reaching one, one conclusion, one finish line or another is uh, often the thing that gets in the way of us just taking away the most meaningful lessons. For example, so many of us did deep dives on what was going on with the Russian investigation and that, you know, uh, the NSA, FISA, all that. We were hot on its track. We were hot on its trails, and things were going great. And for a time, they were really thought, well, we are about to see a true wiping out of the old guard. Arrests all around, and now here we are. Some of us a little jaded. Others a little bit more reinforced in their skepticism as to what the end would be. Not the journey. Not the journey. And tonight, I want to talk about journeys. I want to talk about time we spend online and the future, the horizon, where we're going as a, as a species. And I'm going to be doing that with a friend that I haven't had on the show. And I don't know. Hey, Will, are you out there? I am out here. Somewhere out there. Dude, when was the last time? Your name is not Timothy Gordon. When was the last time that you were on the show? I don't even remember. I ran across it. I was going through some of my bit shoot uh, cataloging, and I saw that I had posted our interview, but I couldn't for the life of me. It had to be years at this point because I remember three... Uh, episodes of the deer from Stand By Me. Okay. Uh, basically, which I can't believe it's been three years, but um, my best reckoning, I think it's been close to three years, man. It's it incredible. Right. It's I think it was when I was doing my last sheriff's campaign, and I'm considering running again next year in my county. So, uh, yeah, maybe even closer to four years. You know, I hope that you run, and I hope that you win. Uh, it, it, people like you uh, really inspire me when it comes to hunkering down and and doing something very worthwhile in a in a place on a level that you can really affect change in big ways we we always stress and our guests do like our regular guests like Christian Hall stress over and over again how lost onto people the importance of your your sheriff is and I'm I'm glad that you're doing it Yes, and I have. Um, I will be wheeling out on my channel at the risk of shamelessly risk of shamelessly plugging myself. Uh, I'm going to re-upload a lot of the sheriff stuff I did, including an interview I did with Chris Ann at some point. It's on my new channel, Fincastle Underground Two. I'm I genuinely put this there as an educational uh, venue. I'm not I'm not in it for the subscribers anymore. It's very unlikely that I'll go back to broadcasting full time for reasons I'm going to go into now, or at least not dealing with the hardball political stuff that we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of really good information. And on that note, without getting sidetracked, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association by Richard Mack in Arizona is an organization I'm very proud to be a member of. Uh, they have all of the best materials on the importance of the county sheriff, including a book that I did as an audio book, which I'll be re-uploading on my channel as well. Well, I can't wait to see it. And I, I loved all the stuff. I love the I love the, um, the the voiceover work that you were doing that you sent me over. I still I, I hope that we one day get to do some kind of a production of Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I really do wish I would love to read a chapter or two of Jonathan Livingston Siegel with you. I think it is we should actually do a, a breakdown, a very short, maybe one or two session book club 
on that book. It is such an easy, quick read, and it's mm -hmm. so deep. It's incredible. Well, I wanted to do it in the form of radio theater where you'd be playing a character rather than just reading a chapter. I'm, I'm down. Do I'm down. And, whatever you want. And that's, uh, and that's in my notes. You know, I was telling you when you and I were doing show prep behind the scenes, I never make notes. I consider it the kiss of death of any, of any broadcast. Um, for, for me, personally, the way I operate, we've got a lot of big ideas we want to cover tonight. So I did, in fact, make notes. I'm going to ask your audience to take a, a wild ride with me. We're going to talk about some conventional things and then move on to other things. I'm offering this to your audience truly uh, with the best of intentions. We're going to cover a lot of deep topics. You're going to have to divest yourself of many limiting beliefs that you might have had up until this point, at least for the duration of my appearance on the show, ruminate about it. I'm trying to give a gift to everyone tonight, and it's going to be difficult for some people to take, but I really believe it's the way forward. Okay, and now I, I don't know where we're going uh, uh, specifically, but I know where we were going to start, and you had got in touch with me. You sent me a link to I, we were very lightly covering what was going on with Ann Hesh with this this accident and all that stuff and then I did start seeing the TikTok videos and everything saying hey I, the, she was supposedly in a coma but she sat up from a a, a gurney some people were de debunking that then came in the 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 wig shop owner she bought a red wig everybody's talking about of course the link to all the red scarves and the, the suicides and the deaths of celebrities in the past she had human trafficking projects coming out so the, of course, the pieces are on the table, and you got in touch with me. You said, yo, we have to talk about this. What exactly did you see from this entire thing that you thought would be a good launch point for the rest of our discussions on media and dependence and all that? Well, like you, I love broadcasting, and there's something titillating about doing politics to an extent. But everybody um, that I know of that's involved in the patriot movement, uh, I'm loosely, I'm using loose terminology here, people that value freedom and liberty, however you want to term that, there's this uh, ideal, maybe people don't necessarily verbalize it all the time, but in the back of everybody's mind, they're like, well, we're going to get some property out in the country. We're going to cut adrift from standard activities. We get some chickens, uh, you know, have our own wood stove and everything. I think this is kind of the ideal, basically to have your own castle, you know, homesteading again, um, as our forefathers did. Well, this I have been doing, in fact, out here in Fincastle, Virginia. I've been very lucky with it. And I because of the place that I live in. But I did want to dabble back into broadcasting. So I, I tried my hand at this Anne Hesch story. Um, my, one of my associates here, Bear, had given me the, the TikTok video or the Telegram video. You know how these things go. They're cross-posted across all platforms where things didn't add up. And so I made a video about it. This was before I got the story about the wig thing. So briefly, the story is she was dating Ellen DeGeneres uh, over the past few years, anybody that is remotely informed about what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein is suspicious about Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, I'm sure most of your audience has seen the interview Ellen was doing with Sandra Bullock where they were talking about uh, adrenochrome and uh, human neonatal foreskins. Are, yep. are you familiar with this, Frank? Oh, yes, yes, yes. She was, the, she was talking Turkish about news. how the hell it almost like injects with needles, uh, you know, uh, recently circumcised babies. Uh, male babies, they they're take the foreskins, and that is actually uh, micro-needled into people's faces to rejuvenate their skin, and, and, and uh, Sandra Bullock was talking about it on her show. Right, and because uh, human, infant foreskin is a, a way that they can get a hold of neonatal stem cells, which are very valuable and difficult to procure in other ways. But uh, something smelled funny about the Anne Hesh thing, and then I saw this video where she was attempting to get up from the stretcher, 
Um, you don't necessarily have to play any of these videos. And I posted it. This was before I got the information about the wig. And as you and I were having our dialogue, you were pointing out some people are saying that, oh, it's not, it's not her. It was another, um, the, the footage of her getting off the stretcher was some other accident victim. It wasn't her. Um, you know, but then that remains when you watch it. They clearly had a woman covered up on the stretcher with a sheet over her head as if she were dead. And she's clearly trying to get, and then she pops up from that as trying to get out, and there's firemen, not EMTs, forcing her into the ambulance. And at a certain point, it doesn't matter if it, if it was her or not. Like, the, the whole thing looks shady uh, from that regard. It was a human being that was trying to get out of their, out of their quote-unquote care. And people go back and forth, and I've noticed a pattern with all of these things here. Um, with, with the media, Pe the, a story will come out, and then those of us that are paying attention to the news will find holes in the story, almost invariably. And so those of us that are like that will put out a counter argument saying, no, this could actually be, for lack of a better term, a conspiracy theory. I hate that, that term, but here we are. Um, and then there'll be useful idiots on the other side say, oh, no, that's just a conspiracy theory. You know, he, that was clearly, uh, they'll give some reason why, why the conspiracy theorist is wrong. And we keep going back and forth, fighting amongst one another on Twitter and social media and YouTube and with our family and friends and whatnot. Meanwhile, no justice is actually served. We're never going to find out if Ann Hesch was alive or not, or if they're harvesting her organs. We're never going to find out uh, so much of this. They're just going to move on to the next sensational indignity that's happened. Like, for instance, they had no problem plastering everywhere about the Donald Trump raid. And they're like, well, the FBI seized his passports, obviously with the implication that they think he's a, fright, uh, a flight risk, as if he couldn't get out of the, the country without a passport, by the way. But no, when you, when you follow up on it, well, no, they just happened to take the passports and they gave them back to him already. And it really had nothing to do with a, 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 um, a flight risk. But the, the sensational indignity is out there. You know, people, the, the Donald Trump supporters are outraged. The people that are against Donald Trump are, are whipped up into an emotional frenzy. And as You're I right. it's, earlier, a, it's a level of speculation that never ends because it, and it never resolves. And then it always gets replaced with something new. It's uh, it, it and it's, it's so emotionally draining, so emotionally right. draining, especially when those when those interactions are done online, because I, I, I don't even know how much of the interactions we have now are human. Yes, and I, we're going to go into that again. And I've been thinking, it doesn't, after carrying, uh, covering the Anne Hesch story and realizing things, every time I put out a video, even when I was hardcore into making, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you put out a video, you've researched it as coherently as you can, maybe spent the whole day. After you make the video, some other little nugget of news comes out that you wish you had included. <laughs> you know, now you want to do an addendum to the whole other video that you did, which is impractical. And by then, the story is gone. And I, I have some examples here. Those of us that have been, we'll say, watching the government, for lack of a better term, those of us who have been paying attention to the mechanisms of control around us, there's all kinds of things that we've experienced over the years. If you're of a certain age group uh, and you're listening to Quite Frankly right now, you probably know all about the shady origins of the Federal Reserve, the, the duplicity of the IRS have serious questions about 9-11. You know the, the, the problems with Pearl Harbor and the Balfour Declaration. You know that IBM was helping um, Adolf Hitler supposedly run his concentration camps. He couldn't have done that. The war couldn't have happened unless it was being financed by these massive globalists on both sides. The Japanese were getting, I can't remember if it was rubber or jet fuel or both, that if we had just stopped sending it, the war would have been over then. Um, 
We were a major, we were a source of a major uh, of of a lot of jet fuel for the Nazis as well. The Luftwaffe right. Luftwaffe was was uh, what the hell was it called? Oh man, I'm forgetting the name of it. And um, uh, between the Duponts and Henry Ford, and I mean, even Pepsi or Coca Cola. I mean, there was it was all over the place. Right. Well, those are all things I, I imagine. Everything I've mentioned, everyone in the audience is familiar with. You've got Harp, Cern, uh, Judge Scalia. They waxed the Supreme Court justice with a pillow over his head at the Rent Boy Ranch. You remember that story? Oh. We've got um, MK Ultra, Q Anonymous, UFO. All these different things are coming out there. And those of us that have a brain that have examined it realize, like, there's probably total veracity to all of this. And then we're waiting. This is big in the UFO community. The people keeps talking about when are we going to get government disclosure? And it occurred to me the way that we're living our lives is completely wrong. We don't need any outside authority anymore to tell us what we already know. We can make the most logical, cohesive arguments, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to fall on deaf ears as long as the system is um, is controlled. We'll leave it like that. But what I have been doing here, uh, let me see here. Sorry, we, it's weird for me to adhere to notes, Frank. It really is. Is that every every major social system that we've trusted is definitely falling apart? We're talking about the medical community, big pharma, the educational system, uh, factory farming, unsustainable, the whole Monsanto crowd, all of that. And so, what are we doing on the internet? We've all become we care. Your audience cares, I imagine. You know, we want to affect change. We want a better world. But what are we really doing? We're just we're screwing ourselves because the powers that be, the structural powers, understand the way to really control us. While we're hungering after information, they have dampened our internal knowing. And this is where it's going to go a little out there for you. Those of you who have taken psychedelic adventures are going to be more prepared to handle this than, than the other ones of you. Oh, good. But the, the, the humanity, what makes us uniquely special, the conscious mind that we have that quote-unquote separates us from the animals, is our divine power. Some of you may have heard um, through various uh, teachers or lecturers over the years this idea of creating your own reality. Some of you are more familiar with it than others. There is a divine aspect to us that is being dampened by the fear, the constant disbursement of our energies with arguing amongst one another, arguing with AI programs that might not even be real. Uh, there are certain things that if you want to achieve a better world, you're going to have to focus on yourself. And this is... Um, uh, this is from some experience. Some of these ideas are, I'm going to repeat from other teachers. They're certainly not all original ideas, but some of them are. I think they're all useful here. You must understand that there are more to us than the physical 3D reality that we see. All right. The dream world is a place. If you get good at it, we've talked about the Monroe Institute before on your program. Yep. Uh, people that are trans mediums. If you get good at it, you can have out-of-body experiences. You will know at this point. This is something I've done. Fortunately, the Monroe Institute is right here in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's only about two hours away from where I am in Fincastle. Uh, you can learn to control your dreams, have lucid dreams, have out-of-body experiences. If you can retain your consciousness while you're doing this, you can talk to other dreamers. There are people that I do this with. We are collectively, we are meeting, our consciousness is meeting independent of our physical bodies in the dream world, for lack of a better term. You can talk with people who have since died. You can channel information you would not normally have uh, access to. And it has nothing to do with the normal everyday quote unquote information you're getting through the media. The frequencies of these devices and it's getting difficult. I'm um, anybody that's under even 35 years old, maybe even 40 years old, is going to have a very hard time remembering the world 
before devices. Where I'm living at now, making an effort to be as rural as I possibly can, there is a Mennonite church that I can see from my home. These kids are untouched by technology largely. The family is, the, the, the adults are largely untouched by technology. It's so quaint, they're out there playing games, they're communing with one another, uh, they're singing songs and carols, and, and, and it's just quaint. It's just absolutely quaint. Uh, now, the Mennonite church is far removed from the sort of astral travels that I'm talking about. But what I'm getting at, no matter what spiritual path you're on, what organized religion you follow, or where you are, you're going to have to get in touch with this inner divinity that you have. There are lots of distortions that come from various religions. I was raised Catholic, uh, Christianity, Catholicism, uh, Islam, there, uh, Judaism. There's always distortions. And... Um, it, it's all getting around to keep you divorced from this divine part of who you are. You do create your own reality. If you focus on the good thing, think about the things that we've done for ourselves. We create the world that we experience as a collective. And I want you to, I wrote down some of the uh, mass meditations that we have. Everybody talks about the world's going to hell. Kids are stupid. I always, the next generation is stupid. Nobody reads books anymore. You know, I'm sure you could throw, rich people are scum. Politicians are scum. This is the world we're creating by speaking it into existence. Now, there are probably many of you out there who think that, uh, that I have some kind of Pollyanna message, you know, that just speaking about things would, would, could not change the world. I promise you it absolutely can. It absolutely can. Um, all of the things that you complain about, about the I'm talking generally to all of you, all of the things that you complain about, that things are getting worse, nobody reads anymore. Well, do you read anymore? Do you take the time to put down the phone and turn off the equipment in your house? Uh, and just sit back and meditate and think and dream and talk to people. We, we all have been guilty of lamenting the way the world used to be while continually to do the things that keep us locked in this world, in this frequency. If you can, uh, the best thing you can do, and I'm not perfect at all of this myself either. I'm making efforts, real leaps and bounds in my own personal development. So um, if you can turn off the power to your house, try turning off the whole fuse box at your house if you can at night. If you're, if you're competent enough, if you're from an age where you know how to operate a fuse box, kill all the power in your house. You know when the electricity goes out and it's so calm and quiet and you can breathe again? Put all your phones in a Faraday bag, kill all the electricity to the house, get an old school wind up alarm clock and just sleep without the electricity going on. I promise you it matters. If you're going to um, deal with technology and listen to YouTube or Pandora and Spotify, even no matter how much it hurts, get the ads out of your life. If you can get commercial advertisements out of your life, you'll be surprised how much those frequencies affect you. The, um, I would imagine that everybody has complained about the RF frequencies, you know, oh, 5G and whatnot. Well, what are you doing to get them out of your life? If you're still using the deadly device, um, you're as guilty as everybody else. The point is, Frank, that we are meditating on this horrible world through entrainment from, I would say, the system, for lack of better terms, and it is keeping us from creating the truly wonderful world. Start out by saying, I meet smart young people all the time. Something, something innocuous that's not really going to cost you anything. Change your beliefs in some area, and as you change your beliefs, your life will change. We all know somebody who's kind of peculiar, you know, somebody that has like really bizarre fears or phobias that could never possibly happen to anybody, but it happens to them all the time because they're focusing on it. That's kind of the energy behind all of this.
Well, you I know, feel like. Go ahead. I was going to say, Frank. I feel like I'm trampling. You say something. Please. No, 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 no. I, I, I wanted you to put it, put it out there because we, we don't have that much time tonight. So I really want you to to be able to empty the tank, and, and it's great stuff here. And I, I wish we had two hours. Um, I, I mean, first of all, I would say when it comes to when it comes to our nature and and restrictive restrictive uh, religious beliefs being able to uh, I mean being a sometimes a, a a stick in the spokes of really being able to at least conceptualize just how how much more um, how much more powerful we are as individuals I mean I, I I'm a Christian I have always been interested in this stuff though because when I look at it um, uh, when I look at this from one, and I and I know I know priests who are interested in this as well. So as far as rigidity goes, and I was brought up Catholic as well. As far as rigidity goes, I think that that even comes down to the point of individuals because I I, I see this and I say to myself, well, like I said, we've had many talks about the Monroe Institute. About I've had um, Dr. Albert Taylor on the show to talk about his outer body experiences and and uh, near death experiences and all that. And I think it's very important for conceptualizing just how bigger and more, um, I don't know, how much more involved the mechanics of conscious life it really is. And I, I think that whether you believe in, in God or if you're agnostic or there's, there's plenty of atheists who would never dabble with anything like this too. So I don't even think it's religion that would stand in the way of somebody's experimenting. It's more so, uh, it, it's more so. I want, I'm always curious about the features that come along with consciousness and come along with life that we may not have ever had a, uh, a really good uh, experience with or education. For example, I mean, uh, the power of intention, I believe, is, is a very, very easy thing to start practicing with and see real results. That's something that can be very simply injected into every wholesome school educational system to really empower people to go out into the physical world and make the best by creating healthier interpersonal relationships and how to be able to bring ambition uh, into communion with you know with with positive energy and thought and actually making that you know bring forth some fruitful results that's all that's all good and well uh, but uh, um, but I, I really think it's you're asking a lot for any society to produce a little bit more of a you know, astral education. I think we're so far off from that, and I, and I don't I don't know how. You're right. I, I don't know how how religions would would jump on board with it because that's been the biggest hurdle for me talking about that stuff. Is th there's a lot of people who are religious that see anything that takes you out of your body or anything that explores where the mind and the soul can actually go separate from the body without ending your life completely as something that is inherently demonic. I don't believe that. I believe that if it is possible, then it is some sort of an un... Uh, and uh, it's, it's some sort of a feature that we just don't have enough information on for one reason or another and shouldn't be just labeled demonic. So I understand where that, 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 that kind of rigidity can get in the way of yes. exploration. And Frank, if, my, if I may inject on that note, if you notice all of the things that are forbidden from these early incarnations of Christianity are things that put us in touch with our divine power. Like, oh, you can't, don't do psychic stuff. Don't try and leave your body. Don't, uh, don't uh, telepathically communicate with other human beings. That puts you in touch with your divinity. We are here, in my worldview, we all have divine power inside of us. Each, and, and most people are not willing to get there. They consider it as blasphemy. But 
from uh, just a logical point of view or any point of view, God, the creator, whom I believe in, outside of any religious or dogmatic clothing, the creator, all that is, has created us with his own divine power. And I say his as a, for lack of a better term, with his own divine power, so that as we go out and use our free will to create our own realities, we expand the universe as part, it's ourselves and our existences are just another way of the creator to experience itself and its own creation. And there are everything that uh, the religion, like I've been doing a lot of great work with the ET whisperer. Uh, he's on YouTube. I highly recommend to everybody in the audience, go check out Rob Gauthier, the ET whisperer. He is a deep trance medium. He learned how to do this from the Monroe Institute also from using the gateway voyage. Um, he had, I won't rob him of telling his story. Maybe you can have him on at some point, but uh, you can find him on his channel. He got heavily involved in meditation and using the Monroe Institute, and he made contact with a benevolent reptilian hybrid uh, from the future. Really? Who calls himself Treb, and <laughs> he goes into a deep trance now, and Treb will speak through his body. You can ask him questions, um, and if you can get past saying, oh, it's clearly the devil, because if you hear the message, it's clearly not the devil, first of all. Uh, the quality of the information is clearly coming from someplace else, and the message is that we all have divine power, and if our world is in the situation it's in now, it's because we have refused to accept responsibility for the world. We always blame they, the ever-present they. They did this to us. They screwed us, the government, you know, and we take our power and give it to these um, uh, fictionalized versions of a power structure that we create in our mind. Oh, like, well, they're going to stop us. They'll never let you do that. They'll never let you get ahead. You know, and every time you do that, you give away your own divine power. You know, I, I think that that's a great, a great way to, I mean, there's two things. Number one, I know that you were watching, because you mentioned it in passing, that you were watching the episode with Noor, Noor Bin Laden the other night, because that is a, a, a good piece of the foundation for tonight's conversation, short as it may be. And I'm, I'm really, I'm already, now seeing it's 748, I'm already like, damn, I need, a, I need another 45 minutes at least to unpack all this stuff. I've got questions about Treb and all that shit. But either way, Nora was on the other night, and we were once again talking about this delicate balance between being informed, responsible action, and the necessity to also maintain control of our very short lifespans and, and to be able to enjoy ourselves, to soak up the beauty of life, to enjoy, to live a joyous life in the eye of the hurricane, if you will. And, and then, you know, when you think about this, what you're talking about is that robbing of that um, that life force that is connected to free will, that is it is very very a part of the divinity that everybody defines in one way or another. Um, God being the most popular and more most most true way for everybody to in you know agree on something. But you know, I, ha I have adopted the term "all that is" because well, that's what people are very difficult to. Uh, to accept is that God is in this lighter. He literally all that is everything that is physical and non-physical. Each atom and molecule has its own consciousness and cooperates in a joint constructive venture to create physical matter. The, the physical matter in your body, as you know, constantly uh, falls apart and is rebuilt. Uh, and each atom and molecule that makes up yourself, even though it's not the same atom and molecule from just a few years ago is there willingly to experience reality to the fullest with you in a cooperative venture. It's true. You know, I love that about, I, I love that about us, our species as well, as well. And it's something I love getting reminded of every so often that every seven years you have a 100% completely new physical body. 
every seven years. Every cell has been replaced. Everything. And I, I, that it's, it's such a, uh, a miraculous thing, and this is just part of the bigger picture of what, you know, what we miss along the way when we are constantly brought to the Telegram feed, brought to the... And, and it's important to know what's going on, but it's also important to be able to conserve that well of energy inside and not give it away. Now, human intention, we talk about this a lot, human intention and the ability to manifest and create uh, I mean, especially when we talk about the mass media, which includes so-called entertainment, it's very adept at manipulating our intention and manifesting things on someone else's behalf. And the media, as we all see, routinely triggers the public into war sometimes, civil unrest, self-defeating legislative action, even when it comes to uh, cryptids and the appearance of entities that some would call demonic. I mean, there is there has got to be a reason why sightings of Mothman and shadow people are always peaking in times of widespread chaos and panic. Right. Well, the, you know, the other thing is that um, th- this is all parts of reality. Oh, I had such a good thought right there. Oh, yes, I wanted to give super helpful tips since we're running uh, low on a little bit of time on how to practically do this. I would suggest, and I don't know what this means for you professionally, Frank, but to everyone out there, if you can legitimately, and I'm sorry to those of you that live in, a, in an urban area, but even, even in urban areas, even in the middle of uh, the South Bronx, you can find your own inner peace, even in the midst of that horrible machine society that you're living in. I promise you, see, what I realized from living my own life out here quietly and being away from technology for a while and hearing the little Mennonite kids singing up the block and everything is that if I'm not tuned into that, the grass is green, the sun is shining, I feel great, I'm outside working, I'm moving, I'm splitting wood, my family's around me, I go to the Mennonite uh, grocery store and get a nice sandwich, and I have no idea that Joe Biden is is toying with nuclear war and that we're on the brink and all these other horrible things. And some people say that that's blissful ignorance, but the way energetically, spiritually, as you give these people your power, that's what they thrive on. You want to see this system collapse? You want to see the system really collapse? You ignore them. You refuse to participate in broken systems. If you have any any way, and you can always come up with reasons like you can't, like public school. People say, I don't want my kid in public school, but I can't, uh, you know, I can't afford it or I don't have the time. Look for reasons that you can do it. The brain is a problem-solving machine. Human beings are, surely there are people in your area that are, <laughs> that are safe to leave children with, elderly people that would, would spend all of their time helping to, to raise children, teach children mathematics, reading, writing, while you're at work. There are always solutions. Ignore the, the, the medical community, big pharma, the, the, um, the factory farming, the Monsanto people that control your, your things. Co- uh, form a cooperative in your neighborhood, but not in an organized way. Find people, like I do firewood. I've done firewood my whole life. I've started to recollect firewood. So should society collapse, the guy I get my meat from, he doesn't even live a tenth of a mile down the road from me. If things go bad, well, I got all this firewood. I'm going to need meat. I got a friend who's a plumber. Uh, and we're not forming any kind of organized collective or anything like that or putting together a calling tree. It's just people following their own individual passion who have a skill and are able to do it, interacting with each other, a true community without any expectations or homeowners associations or, or well, any of that clotting of human beings that happens. Let me jump into that because it's, it's, it's clear now as we as we talk, even in this, even in a, in a bridged show, how 
the new human being is really the old human being. It's what we had before we were made uh, uh, pieces, cogs of a larger machine, as you said, where it, without our cooperation, the machine doesn't work. Now, uh, there is definitely a part, there's definitely a part, it, it, there is a little bit more, uh, there's a Freddy Krueger aspect to this, where yes, uh, once you withdraw your consent and once you withdraw your belief in it, then Freddy Krueger goes away. Now, that's if we're going to combat somebody in dreamland, but in in this physical realm that we're in right now, there is a little bit more of a price to be paid from stepping back and say, you know, stepping back and saying, I, I don't I don't believe in you. I mean, you can when an IRS or an ATF officer knocks on your front door, you can tell them that, you know, I, 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 I choose not to treat with you and you're not real, but they're still standing there. So that's the one thing that people are, you know, grapple with. I understand we need to reclaim our energy and find ways to not only understand the way the world is and in spite of that world, be whole, complete, joyous human beings again, but at the same time, there is, there may be reasons and circumstances in which th there's something unpleasant that needs to be dealt with. Well, the solution for that is local government, and that's probably going to lead into another show because I yeah. wanted to give some further, uh, some further resources for everybody to look into. But yes, that's why um, all of the all of the problems you have with national government. Surely everyone's like, we have to have term limits. You know, there's too much spending. There's too much. All of that uh, angst that you have to the federal government doing those things, bring it down to the local level. Find out why your county is $62 million in debt. Find out why there's all these new uh, government cars when the old ones work just fine. Hmm. And now they're, they're buying all new stuff. Um, but the only way you can affect change for the larger society is holding up your own personal world with a um, an association, a collective of your associates who are also self-actualized sovereign beings. I don't mean sovereign in the constitutional sense, although that's a part of that. I mean spiritually sovereign, to where you are directing your own reality. And you talk about this being physical reality. Try and decode your physical life as you would interpret a dream that you've had. Think about something in your mind so obscure that you don't have any emotional charge to, something silly like a pink elephant that you focus on a couple times a day, that if it appeared in your reality, you would know it's only because you were thinking about it. When you have those weird little coincidence things where you think about things and then it appears in your reality, mm -hmm. that's because you don't have any emotional charge to it. You're like, oh, I'm gonna think about a million dollars and get it. Well, there's a lot of emotional baggage. But if you think about, I'm gonna see a purple taxi cab, you know, you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of emotional resistance to that. And, you know, you say, oh, that's kind of weird. I was just thinking about a uh, purple taxi cab. If you change the way you think, you will start to find out that consciousness creates form. It's not the other way around. Your, your personality is independent from your physical body, which you can find out through astral travel. You can learn these things. You can learn how to channel. I would say, you talked about Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I would encourage everybody, read Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Read a book an actual book, a paper book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. Seth Speaks, The Eternal Validity of the Soul by Jane Roberts. Read that book. If I die, if anything happened to me today, Frank and your audience, if anything happened to me today, the greatest gift I could give you is to tell you these books that I'm lifting off right, listing off right now. Seth Speaks, The Eternal Validity of the Soul. Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, the, the, the classic there. Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marciniak. There's a documentary called Tuning In about trans mediums. Uh, and check out the E.T. Whisperer. 
you can learn to do these things. I'm sure if I could, if your audience could talk to me, the a vast majority of them that remember one out of body experience, one lucid dream, that wonderment from childhood, that knowing that you are not trapped in your physical body, that there is more to being a human being. And it's gonna seem like a superpower, you, you know, but the, the time for saviors is over. No one else is coming to save us. The, the entire future of what's coming is man learning to stand on his own two feet without crutches, without uh, spiritual crutches, and to deliberately create our own reality as we go forward. That is the only way that any of this works out for us. Well, Will, I got to say, a very tight little package we had here tonight in 30, 35 minutes. I don't know how we did it. Obviously, it could have easily been expanded to three and a half hours, but... Um, it's it's uh, it, it was a wonderful wonderful uh, conversation there, and I know I love I love going into the into the outer limits with the spiritual stuff with the with the the ability and and the capability the capacity for the human soul to to venture off and and discover new aspects and facets that were never once thought possible before because we we are we are very sheltered and we have been undereducated. That is for certain, and um, I, I do believe that that does not preclude um, any real under, other various understandings of our spirituality right. that we've had and in the past. And it's something people are going to have to find out for themselves in their own time. But as we talked about earlier, you can be a Christian and practice this. You can be a Muslim and practice this. Uh, one final thing on my channel, Fincastle Underground 2, I put up a couple videos up there. I would encourage you to peruse the whole thing. One of them is a lecture from Neville Goddard in 1972. I put that up there specifically for the Christians in the room. I would encourage you to listen to that highly. I put a video up there called The Individual and the Nature of the Pandemic, uh, where I read from some of the Seth material. Um, and check out the E.T. Whisperer, guys. The, the, the last thing I would leave with is the only rule to existence, and you can try this out for yourself, you get what you focus on. There is no other rule to existence. You will always get what you focus on. We have a tendency to take credit, credit ourselves for our successes and blame God and society for our failures. You have to take total responsibility for your experience, and things will change for you. Well, I thanks for thanks for everything, Will, and it's glad to have you back on the radar, my friend. You are always a very interesting conversation, and I appreciate, I appreciate it greatly. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you guys in the astral realm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see you there. I'll meet you. I'll meet you by the, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Purple Mountains or whatever the hell it is. I'll see you there tonight. It, it can be done. I mean, we talk about it passively, but yes, this can be done. There are people that I meet with in the dream world, and collectively we have the same experience. When we wake up the next day, there are, there are now everybody's dream is personalized to them, but there are undeniable aspects that we were in the same lo mental location. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you be able to... Would you be able to travel to this studio one night when I'm not here or whatever... And and remote view an object in a specific place that I have it and tell me what it is the next day. I can attempt to do that. Um, the ET whisperer might have more luck with that. I do a certain type of channeling. Now I have I have channeled myself. My out of body travels are, I would say about maybe 29% where I want them to be. A lot of the times they're random, but when they do happen, I have total control over them. Um, we'll figure so this we can, out. We can try that. We can it, definitely try that. Especially since the, the summer is starting to roll to an end, I'm going to be planning a lot more, you know, spooky, uh, you know, outside the box stuff. I, I think getting, 
I think getting a, a friend of mine that I that I, I trust. I wouldn't ask anybody to remote view into my workspace over here, but you that that would be a lot less creepy. We'll see. We can see how uh, how how pinpoint this is. Okay, we'll set up an experiment for that. But you know, they teach that at the Monroe Institute. You can learn remote viewing at the Monroe Institute. No, yeah, I'm not I know. sponsored by them or anything. You know, it's not it's not that. I just believe in their work. I we we've covered them uh, great. Whether they have been because they've met, made the headlines a few times over the last couple of years. But even besides that, it, it's all very intriguing work. And yeah, no, no. So so I've been able to collect quite a decent understanding of what's been going on over the years. We've talked about binaural beats and uh, everything else there too. So definitely, we're going to do another another um, another addition to this conversation, Will. And thanks again for everything tonight. It's, it's very very. Very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a tough job to put a lot of this stuff into a small little space of time, but you did it wonderfully, and uh, I appreciate your perspective. That's because we intended it, remember? You're damn right, man. All right, have so, a good night, man. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you, Frank. Peace. There you go. There is Will. Will Stowell. Finn Castle Underground. He's always been a genuinely nice guy, good guy, and I appreciate his perspective. Obviously, going to be controversial to some members of this audience, but it doesn't matter because the conversation must be had, and uh, and there must be a counter to some of that logic and to some of that, and I'd love to hear some of your counters or some of your uh, agreements and disagreements. Please email the show on that because I can read those onto the record on hopefully Friday night. I have a couple of things I think would be appropriate for Friday night. So let me know. What would you think? Start a thread about it. Start a thread about it on the, the new forum. Go to quitefrankly.tv. Go to the forum. Uh, sign up easily if you haven't done it already. And say thoughts on William from the Fincastle Underground. And just debate each other. Debate each other. Go for it. You know. That'd be great. And I'll peek in to see what everybody's doing. All right, let's go to our Super Chats because there's no time for an intermission tonight. New York State of Mine, M-Y-N-E, Crystal Shop says, Thanks for providing a space for like-minded folks, uh, where like-minded folks congregate. Great guests tonight speaking facts. I'm wondering if there is an address to send a care package over for you. Yes, for anybody wondering whether or not you can send something physical to the show, whether it be a holiday card or, I, I, I don't know, maybe a crystal I guess that's what they're going to do. That would be wonderful. You can send it to the P.O. box that is listed on the Sponsor Us page on QuiteFrankly.tv. And I would hope that everybody uh, at one time or another goes to the Sponsor Us page and, and considers becoming even a $1 a month, $12 a year sponsor of the show and the show's future, which in turn means the future of the network because that is the expansion of the show. Quite frankly, at 7 p.m. Monday through Friday is the nucleus. Took a long time to have that core solidify. And then from there, we are seeing the, 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 the network. From there, who knows, a newsletter. From there, a magazine. That's the other thing. I think it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a newspaper. I was talking with Lauren. I was talking with another person that had written into the show uh, who has done a lot of really impressive work editing magazines like big recognizable magazines and i'm saying to myself that's quite frankly it's going to be a magazine we're going to put together a magazine that's what it is first of all the shelf life on that is going to be a lot a lot longer 
than something like a newspaper that's going to show up and it's already going to be rotting by the time it gets there. Very short shelf life there. So that's what I'm talking about. Sponsoring the show, supporting it in any way, shape, or form helps grow. Grow all of these projects and bring on people who can help make it so because it can't be me that does it all. I have a lot of ideas, but you got to form masterminds. you got to bring in people who know what they're doing, and, uh, and you have to delegate. And I love building teams, and I love working with people, and, and, uh, and that's how I get to work with you, the audience. Thank you for making this possible. My family and I appreciate you in, in ways you'll, you'll never know, but I'll continue trying to articulate. Uh, Fat Boy Vin says, please, Francis, have Jim Lee on again. I promise a great donation. Thank you. Well, Jim always comes on. You don't have to bribe me. (laughs) I'd love to have Jim on, and I'm sure uh, he'll be on a handful of times before the the year is out. But um, if there was something in particular you wanted him to comment on, you can submit that to the show, but no bribery needed. Um, Claire Bear, Texas, says, loving the show lately. Thanks, Frank, and love to the family. Thank you, Claire. All the best to you and yours. Sunny Girl says, would you tell James happy birthday? He's out of town, but tell him I love him. Sunny Girl says, I love you, James, and happy birthday. Have fun out of town. Get home safe. Get home safe. And I have a couple other things here I would like to give you as far as birthdays, because we have two of them today. First of all, happy birthday to a longtime listener, LP. Today, the 17th, LP. This comes from PL the significant other. He works so hard and really deserves the best day. We will celebrate soon with Miller Lite sushi and doodles. What's like with cheese doodles? What's that? Or are you going to draw together? Or is that something else? Your favorite person, PL. So PL is wishing a wonderful happy birthday to a very hardworking LP. JM got in touch with me and said, Hey Frank, can you please wish my beautiful wife, Catherine Terry, A happy birthday. She will be 25 years old again. Actually, 40. That's what he said in the... I'm sorry, Catherine. Was I not supposed to read that? She will be 25 years old again, but today, August 16th, that was yesterday, was her birthday. Thank you, brother. Catherine, I am so sorry I am late. But hopefully, hopefully, the hubby, uh, you know, was able to bridge the gap all right. I'm sorry I'm late. But I, I hope it was I hope it was fantastic and I hope the rest of the week just birthday buzzing. Bzz. Go ahead. All right. All right. Let's go over to Rumble. We have two Rumble rants. Social Observer says, Will, hi, hit me up soon. It's Garrett. So there you go, Will. Hit up Garrett. Social Observer again says the The battle is to reject the AI illusion, embrace the natural world and its laws. Technology is not the problem. The problem is monopoly on tech by bad hombres. I like that. It's true. It really is. Uh, Jason B. says, Christ said your faith has made you well. So belief, intention, does create reality. God bless brother. Yes, Jason, this is, this is what, I think this is where this stuff gets rigid for people. And you start thinking about, well, well does, does being tapped into the, the divine grace of the creator 
and having that grace available to you for those who really hone that connection to that flowing river within you and all that power does that make you god are you supplanting god are you are you are you taking him out are you dethroning him no not at all but faith when you build up somebody's faith you're building up somebody's vibration that something will be so it has already been accomplished and from there comes confidence now people who are not who are not um religious at all are able to do this it's about building up vibration and honing that and marrying it to a very specific uh, intention and an action that goes along with it so people are able to do it there is a, a flowing river of energy that is ready to be tapped into that that runs through all of us and uh, th- there's something to be said about that why is it that that people from different faiths or no faith at all can be able to do these incredible things now as far as prophetic revelations and and everything else and sacraments and and um and other uh and other rituals for keeping the mind and the the soul in shape that's something else to be discussed but to say all of this should be written off as satanic or or self it's it's very limited thinking in my estimation it is just, that's my perspective i think it's very limited thinking and and it does not exclude you can't you don't have to choose god or this i don't think that it's a either or i think that there's something much more bigger why 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 ever take away that would almost be like limiting god to creating a fishbowl with limited amounts of features I think that this is far greater and it's obvious it's, it's obvious that it's a it's a slow thing who knows once again who knows what we knew in the past we were talking about lost cycles of time uh, in previous shows recent shows lost cycles of time I put it on the network on Sunday night that's the real thing what kind of knowledge have we gained and lost over the many eons of golden ages and then collapsing into darkness over and over again those cycles that we talk about who knows so keep your faith and keep your curiosity high there's nothing wrong with the two uh sean joe thank you so much pam d thank you sean anon says frank i think you manifested that octopus dream you had i think it was monday when you referred to someone like dick cheney as an octopus great topic great guest brother Thank you. Thank you, Sean Anon. It, it could be. You weren't the first one to suggest that, that I called Dick Cheney an octopus. And, and I, I, I reassert that I was sober. I was very sober. It was nearly dawn, so even if I did do anything the night before, I was already sober. I don't know where the octopus thing came from. I don't know. Aurora watches that tumble leaf thing where that, that octopus okra is in it. And I think Lauren said that I had mentioned something about okra which would make sense now. I'm forgetting that piece. I forgot that piece of the story. Not sure really where it really fits in. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday evening. That is a rabbit hole Wednesday. I don't know when. I don't know when we are going to go live. It might be right after this or it might be around 9 o'clock. But I know that we have some great stuff lined up for you on the... the, um, 
the, the network tonight. So go to quitefrankly.tv, leave that tab open, and you will eventually hear the sweet sounds of entertainment and all of your great friends in the chat room there as you're uh, going about your Wednesday evening. Tomorrow night I won't be on. We'll find something to pass the time on quitefrankly.tv. I'll get the word out the best I can. And make sure you don't miss anything. Get into the Discord. Get into the Telegram. Get onto my Twitter while I still have it. Whatever the hell it is, I'm on Truth Social. I make and I duplicate all important messages and links to the, the last night's podcast every morning and whenever the hell it's necessary. I put them all out there. So follow me in one place or another to get show-related updates. And thank you guys, one and all, for being here tonight. Looking forward to Friday already. So with that... Good night. Thank you, Will Stowell. I'll, ki- I'll check you guys later. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with New York State of Mind Crystal Shop, Fat Boy Vince, Claire Bear TX, Texas, Sunny Girl, Doc Keck, and that is all we have tonight. Thank you, everybody on Rumble. Thank you to all the wonderful people on Pilled. I am going to release the scratching right now. I hope that your itch has been sufficiently scratched. Good night. Thank you all. Quite frankly, not TV for the rest of the evening. See you there.